What up, dude? What's the deal? We back again. Episode two. Episode two. Well, technically thirty-three. Two, two of the comeback. <laughs> yes, two of the comeback. So episode We've two done it back comeback. to back weeks now, which means we are actually like legit back. We legit back now. We legit back. Oh man, how's your week been? It's been a good week, man. It's been a good week, man. It's been a uh. I don't want to say a long week in the sense of a, you know, negative, but yeah. it's been a productive week. It's been right. a productive week. Same How's way. yours been? You know, it's been low-key productive, too. Yeah. Like, towards the back end of it. Right. But, you know, hey, a productive week is productive week. Most definitely. Most definitely. Still trying to, you know, get my health right and, you know, stay somewhat in shape. Change my diet up a little bit. Oh, so, what'd you, what'd you do? What'd you omit from the diet? Dog. Well, would I eliminate what I add? What'd you eliminate? Um... You know, real talk on a little, I don't eat as much red meat. Okay, that's good. Like, not as much. That's good. Every now and again, I still, like, get a burger. So, what would you say, like, what's your red meat intake on, on a weekly basis? I mean, if we're counting beef, like, twice. Twice a week? Yeah. That's not bad. Not bad. Like, I don't do steaks that much anymore. Like, I will every blue. Right, right, right. But not as much. Nah, that's and solid. I, and I've been making a conscious effort, like to increase my vegetable and fruit intake. Mm. I'm like, I'm a Gotta big, I'm a, I'm a big veggies, carbs bro. and starch guy. <laughs> Gotta do the fruits and veggies. Yeah, like, yeah, like this morning I woke up and actually like made a smoothie. What kind of smoothie was you gonna make? It was, a, it was a like a tropical blend, so it was like strawberry, bananas, I think a pineapple snuck its way in there, and a mango. <laughs> <laughs> and that pineapple was like, you know what? I want to be involved. <laughs> yeah, I want to be involved here. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I got you know, I got the frozen bag, and I just like poured it in it. I was like, all right, whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel I rock good. with that. Hey, yo, I usually be on a smoothie joint every day, bro. Or I use a couple years ago, I yeah. make them every morning. Yeah. But it's it's been a long time. Yeah. I was Smoothie's I was hit, I was though. heavy I was heavy into that like hey, years sh- ago too. And then you know life gets in the way. <laughs> hey, shout out to Larry June, organic. You know what I'm saying? Organic vibes. Okay. You know if y'all ain't tapped in, go ahead. Okay. Hey, I'm giving him free promo right now. <laughs> right, get, right. He, he better listen to the show too. Larry June, tap in, tap in. And you know, excuse the lack of an introduction. Y'all know what y'all listen to. Sports talk with Mark and DP. You know what it is. Y'all know what y'all listen to. You know what it is. Exactly. Ah, oh, so the rundown this week, man. So yeah, what's been going on in sports, bro? Like, what's what's it looking like? What what would you say this past week? Where where the vast majority of of just. Like, All right. Just shit. Where'd it come from? I would say, okay, outside of the NBA in their continued return, which is still going great. Yeah. Um, NFL training camp is underway. Correct. Mask every team. on. Mask on. <laughs> Mask um, on. And actually, also, the official number of players that opted out of the NFL came out today. What was that total? 69. Star 69. <laughs> oh, that's a great quote. Bro, you Thank you. No, that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. If you don't understand the reference, oh well. Man, just, you got to bad for you. Yeah, just under, oh, Google it. Oh man, just Google it. Go- Google it and put it in quotes. <laughs> but it was sixty nine of them boys. Yes. Okay. Sixty nine. Um. So. We'll see. We'll see how the rest of this thing goes and plays out, bro. In the in the, the man, professional sports is such a cold game, bro. Cause just sticking with the NFL. Um, so last week, the Raiders signed Jeremy Hill. You know, out of free agency, the running back, yes. former uh, running back of the Bengals, LSU yes. uh, uh, running back. Yep. Um, so the Raiders signing, you know, and you know, I, I like to see. Cats ain't been in the league in a while, or cats that have kind of like fallen off in a sense. Mm-hmm. I like them. To see them get other opportunities. And so, boom, he signed, you know, his social media saying, you know, he's thankful, you know what I'm saying? He signed and whatnot. Literally, not even a week later, not even a week after being signed, bro. I don't even think four days had went by. He was released. <laughs> or waived. He was yeah, waived. Yeah. And I'm just like, they did come across my ticker. Man, like, like Oh wow, he got cut in a record time. Literally, like he couldn't. He didn't. He might not have even hit a workout yet. Like I doubt he it. Was out of there. 
Oh, man. But it's, it's, it's so wild. And it's, I mean, it's just a, it just makes you kind of think how, how short of a thread your professional career is really on. Like, mm-hmm. unless you, you know, you're a Tom Brady, you're a Melvin Gordon, you know what I'm saying? You're these high profile characters. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing's guaranteed for you. No. No, and that's no, no. throughout and throughout that's throughout professional sports, period. Yeah, you gotta be a moneymaker in order to, like, to. In, in order to have some longevity. Correct. If you're not a moneymaker, yeah. Good luck. Man, it's wild, bro. Good luck. But to continue in answering your question about what else is going on, mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff that's happening in college sports this week, and that'll be the bulk of what we talk about. Mm-hmm. But on the lighthearted side, going back to the NBA, yo, what's up with the Phoenix Suns? Hey. The bubble MVPs, like best team in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? Phoenix Suns undefeated. Come on now, dog. Devin Booker, Devin Booker, bro, killing. He has been killing, dominating. Like he's on. He owned Kawhi and Paul George. He did. He With the buzzer beater. Him. And then they. And then you know, social media does what it does. And mm-hmm. they had a brief, you know, little. Little bashing, so mm-hmm. to speak, of Paul George and how he began whopped in the face. Like, yep, <laughs> Dame Lillard, yep, Devin Booker. Like, Cavs been eyeing him his whole career. Like, yeah, we talk about playoff P, by the way. <laughs> like, you know, Cavs been eyeing him his his entire career. Yeah, and it, you know, and after after Devin Booker hit that shot, it's like you know, let's revisit some of these. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yep. So that was that was crazy. That was I mean, but hey, shouts out to Phoenix Suns and, and Devin Booker. I always felt yeah. like these last couple of years, the Suns just kind of been you know just a few pieces away. I feel like the Suns are a super mediocre squad, and they have a really excellent All Star talent in Devin Booker. Who, if it was up to me, he need to get up out of there. <laughs> like, Yo, go play with a real team, dog. Bro, I, I ain't even gonna stunt. Like, I see I see their situation very unique. With the young, amount of young uh, faces they have on the team, yeah. and Devin Booker being that leader, I just feel like they haven't had that opportunity, or they just haven't really put energy into putting the proper vets around him. Yeah, because no vets are willingly gonna go to Phoenix. Because I mean, all you've had—I mean, you could—you know—you could add or, or correct me, um, you know, when I mention this. But all I've seen through there in the past few years, I've seen Jamal Crawford, mm-hmm. I've seen Trevor Ariza. Mm-hmm. Um, They've, 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 like, come, they've come through there, but it's still not. And that's what I'm saying. They're not the type of vets that you're going to add. Yeah. I mean, Jamal Crawford, yes, with other pieces. Yeah. I, you know, he's definitely always a factor. And the same for Trevor Ariza. Because, yeah. I mean, you see he got shipped out, and now what? He's with uh, he's with the Blazers. He's yeah. with the Blazers. But I think he opted out to yeah. come back. But, yeah. I mean, you put him in a situation where he all he has to do is be a compliment, he's going to flourish. But when you put him in a situation at this point in career where, I mean, Shoot, like you gonna kind of have to be a guy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not gonna turn if out. You well. put Devin Booker with, if you would have put Devin Booker with like a Kevin Durant, that's nasty. You partner, you partner Devin Booker with any like crazy like. You put him four, with LeBron, like it's, it's going nuts, go crazy. He's gonna go crazy. You could possibly even put him with you, Anthony Davis, but I don't, I don't see the sun shocking him ever. Oh, when he hit that free agency, it's over. Yeah, and, and I think so, that, and, and I think that comes up next year. And it, and it's going if he leaves, it's going to have to be his choice. But I think that or he um, unless he, unless Phoenix were to trade him because he doesn't sign his extension. Oh yeah, just on some like okay, we we'll need get something you out of here some way. We, we need something. Yeah, we, we need something to replace you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and that'd be a monster trade though. I mean, I oh, could yeah. imagine the pieces they would be able to get for him, but it would be a monster trade regardless of what happened. Easily, it for sure would. But I, I really can't see him going nowhere else, bro. I see him being there for a while. But of course, you know how the NBA is. Like, yeah, it's the NBA. It's the NBA. Nobody stay anywhere team, anymore. Like, <laughs> And, I mean, we look at NFL, we see Tom Brady, Gronk, LaShawn McCoy. We see these cats, like, you know, so. But I think I think that's good for prof- professional sports, though. You know, yeah, It makes it fun. Yeah, most definitely. Because imagine, you know, seeing, seeing your favorite player, you might have seen him playing somewhere for, like, a James Harden. We've yeah. seen J- James Harden do his thing at OKC. Now he in Houston, he that guy. Yeah, and that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he's been putting and he's been putting up great numbers in the bubble too. His little, you know, homeless looking self, man. 
My guy needs a haircut bad. Man. But he out there killing. Him and I both. <laughs> he out there killing. <laughs> but I mean, the bubble for what it's worth hasn't been hasn't been good to watch it. Yes, hasn't been great basketball entirely. No, like let's be real here. And I've been on Twitter every day just watching people go back and forth about who good and who ain't good, who's an MVP of this team, who not an MVP. And I'm like, wait a minute, y'all. Y'all gotta remember, we still talking about NBA players who had, what, three to four months off, and this is only an eight-game regular season with a potential play-in play game. Yeah. We not getting the best basketball right now. It's, to me, and I said this on Twitter, it reminds me of early November NBA basketball mm. when you have scorers that are ridiculous. You have guys putting up monster scoring numbers and rebounds and assist numbers. Because they're all, I mean, when somebody gets hot, they they just hot. Mm-hmm. This isn't mid-season basketball, end-of-the-year basketball, playoff basketball for that matter. Right. Like, this thing ain't going to get good again, for real, for real, until September. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's already mid-playoffs. Guys have done this for a month and a half. They got their feedback underneath. Them. Yes. They, they ain't a routine. Yeah. yeah. Like, so for anybody that's like, yeah, the product sucks right now, understand what you're dealing with. That's my two cents on it. Also, shout out to the Lakers, clinching number one seed in the West. Even though there's no home court advantage this year, oh well, Lakers are number one. Get at it. Lakers, baby. Tighten up, though. Tighten up. Yeah, they had a back-to-back. Danny Green, make some buckets. Anthony Davis, where you at? Kuzman, get some buckets. Dion and JR, I need both y'all to, like, click now. Y'all was doing great in them exhibition games. I need to see more. Frank Vogel, play them together. Rondo, hurry up, come back, dog. <laughs> Please. Hey, Bradley. Rondo, come back. We miss you, too. Yes. Hey, Bradley, miss you. Um, oh, another thing. Please, Frank Vogel, play Marquise more. Please. Or do we got Marcus? I think we got Marquise. Yeah. Play him more. Please. Number 88. Yeah. With the wide receiver number. Please. And one other tidbit at NBA before we switch on to college sports. The Eastern Conference let in. Nine teams into this bubble. That ninth team being the Washington Wizards with, as of the recording of this podcast, have a record of 24-44 with the overall win percentage of .353. The team below them that was eliminated before this thing, who did not get invited to the bubble, the Charlotte Hornets with a record of 23-42 and a win percentage of .354. This is unjust. This is unjust. Let the Hornets play. <laughs> Let hey. them fight for that number AC. <laughs> hey, hey, man. This is injustice. For for those guys that, 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 we should protest. that did this, y'all made this selection here. Hornets, y'all should have let your voice be heard. Yes, and they should have. You, you, you gurus that put this together, y'all blew it. Oh, yeah. Y'all blew it. But, I mean, regardless, neither one of these teams is going to, you know, would I mean, have. are they going to make some noise? No. Nah, not at all. No. Like, they would have to win out, bro. They probably only yeah. got to lose, like, two games. And the Magic would have to also, like, lose, lose. the rest. Yeah. And we're technically at the halfway point now of these eight Bubble regular games. season games. Yeah, we're at the halfway point. So, those four games each left for everybody else. And and did you notice that um, the NCAA is entertaining the, or the idea of having their uh, basketball tournaments in the bubble? Or in a bubble type of uh, scenario. That will probably be one of the smartest things that the NCAA can do, seeing as how they have a track record of doing the dumbest, dumbest. things on bring the back planet. NCAA football. But, but yes. Yes, bring it back. <laughs> but bring yeah. back the holy grail of video games. What? <laughs> but, but yeah, if, if they, I think they will go ahead and make that decision. I, but I think that'll be great for, uh, that'll, be, that'll be good for them. You know what I'm saying? Y'all did something right. Yeah. You know, and y'all are taking notice of what's going on. The other question would be, okay, how many teams you let in and who do you let in? Yeah, yeah. But I think when it, when it comes down to that, it's going to be the, the same criteria. But, of course, it's going to be once it gets closer to that, you're going to see teams that may opt out or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But then I think after that, they just base it off their regular criteria. Which would be what? Just re- 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 record. record off of last year. Record strength of conference. Well, no, but they. Um, I think that that statement or that idea is with the coming season. 
Yeah. The thing with the coming season, though, would be... The, my question would be, okay, who do you let in? Is it based on prestige? Which, obviously, Duke. Carolina would get in. Kansas getting in. Duke. Michigan State is getting in. Yeah. Like, the powerhouses are getting in automatically just because right. TV numbers. All right. right. Fine. The bottom... At, after the 15th team into however many like what's the cap number two are we doing a whole are we doing an actual March Madness tournament with top 64 mm-hmm. are we just doing you know what uh, the last 32 so what, what are we doing yeah like that's the criteria I'm questioning like right, okay right, who right. you let in how you let it how you let them in is there a regular season that you know all these conferences are gonna play at designated sites mm-hmm. and then you take the top five of each one like what are we doing Nah, yeah, and because and because you're also and you're dealing with so many teams, so many teams compared so to I, so at that point, I think they were, it would have to be multiple locations. It had to be depending, oh, depending on the number of teams. It had to be multiple locations because I mean, yes, for the NBA it works out. You know what I'm saying? Being where they are, and if and maybe that's the model the NCAA would take in terms of seeking out the opportunity to have their tournaments there and be able to house the teams and stuff like that. In yeah. what has been, you know, jokingly mentioned as like a a professional AAU tournament, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But it's nothing wrong with that. You know, I like the model. And yeah. I like I like this uh transition that basketball has taken because it's it's showing creativity mm-hmm. and it's offering uh and it's offering an opportunity for change like further down the line. You feel me? Because just imagine, you know, we got the NBA going right now. Mm-hmm. Imagine later down the line there's uh there's some dialogue in regards to like having such tournaments, like mm-hmm. you know, pro AAU type of deal. You know what I'm saying? And you get a lot of the younger guys involved, and you know, you market yeah. it however you want to market it. But I think seeing that type of model and actually the way they're playing it out, I think that's dope. Yeah, and I I I like the model where I see the big fights coming in are the teams that go, well, we have a we have a legit shot too. Yeah, like and, what about us? And, and the argument that I can say for some of those teams are if you just look at the if you look at March Madness Final Four over the last what five six years and that's just a short amount a lot of these teams that are winning aren't necessarily your powerhouse schools right 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 like with the tournament last year so going 2019 I mean we had a championship game between Virginia and Texas Tech yeah those aren't powerhouse basketball schools yeah also those are teams that are filled with a lot of seniors, juniors, and sophomores compared yeah, to guys usually stay. Yeah, and and those, those and those are the teams that are winning the yeah. and that are winning it now. Duke's not winning they, it. They have much some veteran guys like, yeah. and it's starting to show. I mean, because it, it's one thing. Yeah, you got the talent. You know, Duke, you're gonna have the talent. You yeah. know, Kentucky, you're gonna have the talent. But when it comes to that cohesiveness, yeah. that chemistry. You gonna lose to? You might get upset by a Virginia Tech, a Virginia, yeah. You playing uh, a Marquette, maybe. That's you know twenty-two year olds playing against eighteen-year-olds yeah. who also don't care. And it and the, them kids, the older cats, like they have the experience. Like, yeah, we in the Sweet Sixteen. I've been here before. I was yeah. a freshman. You know I, what I'm right, saying? I've like, been I've here I've before. This. Or I or not even just I've been here. I want this more than you. Exactly. Like this means more to me. Yeah. Like you, you already thinking league. Right. I'm thinking in the moment. Like, yeah. we're here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you go to Texas Tech to play basketball, you you there for four years. You're there for four years. If you are a top ten recruit and you go to Duke, you you, wor- you worried about go- you worried about like going to two electives yeah. in the fall. Facts. You think you think about your that that first little signing bonus. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and not getting hurt along the way. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's where I see the dog fight coming in is when you start when you start putting in the teams with you know the high talented, highly rated recruits mm-hmm. getting an automatic entry just based on you know the name across their jersey, right? Compared to a, a Texas Tech, a uh, Virginia, a Wichita State, you know, because right. they've been buzzing around, right? Right. Uh, you know Loyola Chicago when they had their uh, when they had their run a couple years back. Mm-hmm. All these other teams that deservedly need to go, yeah, or at least need a shot to play. Correct. So. That's where I see the dividing. You go, well, which small school do you go pick? Right, right, right. Because there's a bunch of them. Or even in the uh, higher D1 ranking, 
you know, you still got some, you know, unmentioned schools there. Yeah, you know like even you know, even some schools in the SEC for as whack of a basketball conference that is outside yeah. of Kentucky. Right. I mean, Vandy puts out a good team every couple years. Bama had been good at one point for a hot second. Yeah, Bama was rolling. And I, that, and I, Sexton, he went to he went to Bama, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, they Bama, went to the tur- they went to the tournament. That's what got them to the league. Yeah, they uh. You know, they, they had a good run, but, yeah, Kentucky is the only one. Well, and then LSU. LSU not bad. LSU yeah. not bad. I mean, they not, you know what I'm saying, they not up there, up there, but they not bad. Yeah, he went to Bama. Okay. Yep. And he, to Bama. he was there for a year. Yeah, he was one and done. Yep. He snuck in, I think. And, uh, man, like, I think Avery Johnson's the head coach there still. Nah, he got fired. Ah, really? Yeah. Oh, a few well. years back, he got fired. Oh, well. I mean, um, I don't pay attention to Alabama Shit, basketball. I think he did. I think he did. Um, but uh, we'll worry about that later. I think that um, I somebody fact check me later. It's just really dope to uh to kind of see how you know some of how some of these these uh you know things that have been regular to us that have, mm-hmm. we've had to like change. Mm-hmm. It's dope to see how the NBA yeah has made it work. Yeah, and they're being a leader. In all of this, correct, yeah, 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 even even when it comes to the geopolitical sphere, like they're actually being leaders. Topic for another day. Catch me off, catch me off the air. Mm-hmm. Debate me. Uh, and while we're and since we've transitioned to college athletics and sticking with college basketball, but um, gravitating towards college uh, women's college basketball. So there was a story that came out this week, and I'm also disappointed that mainstream media has not covered this much more. Uh, the Texas Tech women's basketball coach, uh, Marlene Stallings. Uh, hopefully I'm saying her last name correct. <clears throat> if not, forgive me. Back check me later. Uh, <laughs> she was let go this week because of um, a report uh, published by USA Today, and they did some investigative journalism uh, regarding allegations uh, about Coach Stallings and her program um, at the university uh, when it came to um, having a, an abusive um, environment and that's just and that's phys- physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, and uh, in some cases that were alleged um, even sexual abuse mm. um, by some of her former and current student athletes. Mm. And one again, I'm disappointed that this isn't getting more coverage Mm-mm. because when we, you know, men or young men, young women, whatever the case may be, you know, parents send their kids to college to be. You know, to learn, to grow, and especially if you're an athlete, when you have coaches making promises that we're going to take care of your kid, we're going to treat him like one of our own, right. and this thing, and this is happening, mm-hmm. and one, not cool, by Period. any stretch of the imagination. Two, at plate that gives more mistrust when you know students are trying to make these you know really hard decisions on where they're where their lives are going to go for the next four or five years. In some cases, six. Right. Uh, like, yeah, like these environments and the abuse and the abuse of power that these coaches have at not just uh, for women's sports, but men's sports too, but sticking into women. These are precious young ladies that are being done so wrong. And this isn't the first time we've seen something like this happen. We've had the, um, you know, Larry Nassar case at Michigan State um, over the last couple of years, and that's still ongoing. Um, oh, they have, uh, who else? I mean, obviously, we had the Penn State situation that happened years ago, and those weren't even student athletes; those were just kids, right? So, younger people, uh, and uh, you know, on the football side, um, Iowa uh, with Kirk Ferentz and their program there, and this is just an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. What I'm proud of, and what I'm proud to see, is uh, players post their careers, or even the current ones, starting to speak up for themselves, saying, "Hey." This isn't right. We're not being treated well. Right. Somebody come help us. And you know that's the and that's a great start. Mm-hmm. But this this these environments need to end. Like something severely. Mm-hmm. Like in according according to one of the reports, when Coach Stallings after her first year being there, mm-hmm. of the twenty one athletes that she had on her roster, twelve of them left. Because they didn't like what was going on there, and it's like twelve, including some of the ones that she recruited. How do you? How do you not? How do you choose not to go back and look in the mirror 
and question yourself like okay hold on you know I'm a head coach 12 of my recruits left after my first year here right like, so so it's just like the same as a teacher if 75 percent of your 50 to 75 percent of your class fails who's who's wrong here who's is is it doesn't fall on the students because you got you gotta you gotta be real with yourself and right. it's the teacher it's something you doing or not doing you know what i'm saying that's not yielding positive results right so you know at some point she she i mean and you not- know she she looks like a interesting character you know she looked like mm-hmm. she appears to be just you know just kind of looking at her she appears to be real like um you know she speak with like you know a lot of negativity like she talked she looked like she talked down on her players you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and then you know what was called about that is like that's a style of coaching as well yeah you know I what mean, I'm saying? you've played you know you played at you know college level i've done my thing there and even at the high school level like it kind of happens yeah but it's it's a horrible mentality that athletes have to undertake and go. The verbal abuse is just a part of it. Yeah. Like, it's just a part of it. The mental abuse is just a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, be mentally tough. Get over it. Right. Fight through it. Yeah, but it it, it gets to a point where it becomes excessive. Yeah, it, like, it does get excessive. Yeah, it does. It gets horribly <laughs> excessive. And I think it's... Uh, you don't hear it happening too too often in, in women's sports. No, like you you know you'll typically hear you know of course with, when it comes to football you know what I'm saying yeah. when it comes to uh, even basketball, but it's rare to hear it in women's sports. You know, especially coming from a woman. You know. Mm-hmm. So and the and the other part too, you know that again, a heavy piece of this is the sexual abuse allegations that you know the players came out and said you know they purported on their um, on the uh, strength and conditioning coach who also resigned in March. It's crazy. And so again, like these environments that Cats are taking toxic kids, and just man. wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I can sit on the soapbox and talk for days about it, but like. The war, and then the other thing that what really kills it is you have these coaches, you know, they get caught out on having these horrible environments. Mm-hmm. Players speak out against them, and in a lot of these cases, cases specifically, and I'm just being frank with it. When you have white coaches, men or women, a lot of them get second chances. They get the benefit of doubt to. Learn from their mistakes, make a public apology, and go do this somewhere else. Yeah, maybe at a smaller school, but they they get to come back. Right after right. you put it out there. Exactly after it's been put out there. Right. Even some, even the ones that get caught. Mm-hmm. For example, switching to the men's sports side for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh Freeze, who was the former head coach at uh, Ole Miss, mm-hmm. who got caught texting. Hookers on the company phone on the recruiting wow, trip, man. and then got hired by Liberty University's football program. Man, wow, wow! You was at Ole Miss, right? You was at Ole Miss. You, you, you and was, the peak and was SEC and was actually winning. It was cool. It was cool. Ole Miss is in a weird space. It, it, yeah, it's well, in a weird space right now. The entire now. state of Mississippi is in a weird space. Yeah. No disrespect, no shade, but call a spade a spade. <laughs> it's what Straight it is. Up. But you know, and that and again, and that was just him having misconduct outside of players. Yeah. But we've still seen coaches who had misconduct with players get multiple chances. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it's not like they never stopped really doing it. Yeah. They just go do it somewhere else. Exactly. So, uh, Whatever justice can be served on behalf of these players, I hope they get every single ounce of it. Yeah, most that. Uh, because it's not right. A lot of uh, what a lot of them have gone through. I mean, I think it's safely safe safe to assume traumatic, traumatizing. Um. Yeah. Yeah. All and that sticks. And, really and that sticks with. And that sticks with you for life. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's just imperative that you know things, situations like this are recognized. And um, you know, when it when it comes to just really across the board making hires, um, you know, when they're dealing with 
whether it's dealing with education or just the youth in general, uh, other people, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Be mindful of the people that you bringing into into your house, basically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to you want to make sure you're doing your due diligence when it comes to hiring, uh, you know, these professionals. Because I mean, you know, in some in, in some cases you'll never know, you know what I'm saying, until mm-hmm. that person is in that space. But I mean, you just want to make sure you do your due diligence to. to yeah. Dot your eyes, cross your T's, you feel me? And before we move on, again, I'm calling out mainstream media. Talk about this more. Just because this is a woman's issue, it should not be swept under the rug. Yeah. At all. For sure. It should I've heard more in the last month about Iowa football than I have about this in the course of a week. Mm-hmm. That like this is a issue that should be put out there. Again, women do need to be protected. Yeah. At all levels. At all levels. Sports all or levels. not, <laughs> and I come from a, and I come from a family that's heavily woman dominated. Mm-hmm. So, it's also a sensitive issue for me. Yeah. Because to see women be done wrong, it's not cool. It's not right. And if you have platforms, then you are of that upper echelon where you actually have people that view that view whatever it is you do, they hear whatever it is you got to say. This is something that needs to be talked about and addressed way more. And Texas Tech needs to be. Um, Held to a high standard when it comes to uh, justice and retribution for these young women. That's all I got to say on that. Sticking again on the college side of things, football time. <laughs> first things first, UConn, a Division One program who was going to go independent this year, just said, "Hey, we're canceling football this year." I get it. Protect these players. I get it. They had nothing to play for anyway. I mean, no disrespect, but and this and this and it's been a nice little influx of uh, you know college players that have been opting out as well. Yeah, and along and along those lines, uh, two conferences, uh, specifically the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, uh, since going back even to last Friday or you know over the weekend, have come up with um, I guess you would call them like a coalition per se. Uh, where they've made a list of demands uh, to their respective conferences and saying, hey, if you want us to go out here and play and sacrifice our lives and our bodies mm-hmm. to provide entertainment, um, you know, amidst the pandemic, right. here's what we need. And we need to be medically protected. Um, the Pac-12 has asked for some type, some form of compensation. Mm-hmm. It's a hard stretch just because of who they're operating against. Right. But can't be mad at them for like, giving an honest effort and trying. And it right. hasn't been denied yet. Right. Who's to say it's going to be denied at all? I mean, I'm saying yet because reasonably talking, they might not get it. Yeah. On the flip side, in the Big Ten, they're asking, you know, a lot a lot of those things for the same, a lot of the same things regarding, you know, medical attention from outside sources or outside or third parties um, evaluating uh, the practices and the conduct uh, that these you know teams are going to go through because when you know that the system is playing you, aka your team doctors and uh, you know the medical staff that's on that's hired mm-hmm. to keep you on the field, you know, and you already and there's a and there's a system of mistrust there. I don't blame these athletes for saying, "Hey, we want an outside observer who's non-biased in any of this mm-hmm. that can also speak up on our behalf and protect us." Yeah, because otherwise. These kids won't get protected. Not at all. And instead Not of asking for compensation, Big Ten athletes have said, hey, give our parents free access to the Big Ten Network so they can watch us play. Facts. And that shouldn't even be hard, y'all. Like, it shouldn't. That shouldn't be hard. But that's an ask. And some critis- some uh, people who've criticized that request on Twitter have been like, there goes players asking for more free stuff. Wow. Like, yo. Like they already wow. can't see their families, they're already in danger. And all, all they asking is to make the make the game available to my people, man. Right. That's it. You got the power to do that. Right. Come on now. I mean, this is this is this is getting ridiculous. And I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, but do you really think college? Do you think college football should happen? Heart of hearts, should college football happen? No. Me too. I just, it's just, the only reason it's happening is because of money. 
Yeah, you can't tell me it's because oh, we just have to play football so bad. Oh, we love it. No. Right. Uh, and and, and as much as those, and as much as those, you know, guys want to play, play, yeah, I, of course, because I would want to play. You know, what I'm who saying? doesn't? If you love football, you love football. Yeah, but push the season back. Yeah, push it back. Just play Keep, in the spring, or sit this entire year out. Keep everybody's eligibility. Keep everybody's scholarships. And if, that's what they don't want to do. Yeah, that's what they. Schools don't want to keep paying the kids. Right. The NCAA doesn't want to continue. You said keep paying the kids. They ain't like, getting paid. <laughs> like they. Well, I'm speaking of scholarship. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know um, what you mean. But uh, it's it's just it's all money motivated. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real about it. And they and they're not making a dime. The NFL's about to come back, or at least they're trying to. But also, these are growing with the. Uh, Ability to make a living. Yeah, yeah. You know the sacrifice of putting your body on the line. Uh, you know for the paycheck. You know, obviously it's it's a risk that they do anyway, COVID nineteen right. or not. Right. But here's the extra element of COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. which is still, you know, in, in a greater aspect, still this big unknown. Right, right, right. And. Yeah, it's just no. I don't. They shouldn't play. Yeah, I don't think they should play. If 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 the if the NCAA cared about anything in regards to you know these players being quote unquote student athletes, make them be students for a year. If if, if a lot of these universities are going to make the regular student body population take classes online at home, why can't they do the same thing? Keep their health intact mm-hmm. and then come back when it's appropriate. Like, yeah, the rest I, of the student body. Like, it should be some sort of revised uh, plan, you know, that, that allows them, you know, you continue to practice. You can practice in this manner for X amount of days or X amount of hours throughout the week or something like that. And, um, j- you know, just to keep them, you know, fresh and working, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, and then you create that balance between on-field and off, off-field workouts. And then, I mean, just let that transit, give them a, you know, a period of free time, you know, whether that's a, a month or two months, whatever the case may be, and then let that transition into the, what would be, you know, the spring season. But, I mean. But if they can't, if if the rest of the students can't come back to campus, I don't think the athletes should be able to come back either. Because even yeah. the, even their typical day-to-day. Why would, why would the athletes, why why would you grant the athletes the opportunity to return when everybody else can't? In? Right. Like. It, School's online. Right. You got athletes on campus. Right. Like, just think of it. Just see the logic in that. Like, mm-hmm. you got athletes on campus, <clears throat> but school's not even. All right. And you're asking them to care more about the game anyway than going to class. And you were doing that before all of this. So, this is just the. This exposes the game that much more. <laughs> it's crazy, man. The turf student athletes should technically, like, be eliminated. Because it's not, it's not what you think it is unless you like, I don't know, you're on the rowing team. They go to class. It's crazy. Rowing te- the rowing team goes to class. They might. No, they go to class. <laughs> you ever seen a rowing championship on TV? Nah. Exactly. They go to class. <laughs> <laughs> they go to class. If anybody out there that's listening that was a rower and, you know, you have any qualms with what I just said, come out at me. Oh, we're open to conversation. Come holla at me. Seriously, come holla at us. Talk to me. Educate me. Educate me on it. Because <laughs> seriously, though, like football, basketball, we know what's up. We know what the deal is. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. But I will continue to say, hey, the NCAA has bad practices, and uh, yeah, they constantly get called out on it. Yet nothing ever really changes. Nothing so, changes, man. Nothing until changes. then, whatever. And while we mentioned the Big Ten, they've officially come out and said, hey, our season, this is where it starts. And here's how many games y'all going to get. Starts Here y'all the, go. It starts September 3rd, and it's going to be a 10-game conference-only schedule with the biggest game of the year being the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry, that game being on October 24th, which is abnormal because normally it's Thanksgiving weekend. So even as a Michigan fan, it's going to be weird to watch that game in October compared to November. How interesting are people's holidays going to be with COVID? 
That, wow. How's your Thanksgiving going to be? Like, ooh, that's sensitive. What? For a lot of people. I don't even think people want to think and about that yet. How is Christmas going to be? Like, I got to cancel my Christmas party. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's, what's going on? Like, you know, are we still going to do uh, white elephant gifts? You know, how you gonna Secret do white? Santa's. I say white elephant gifts. Like, Shoot, is that within your family or is that at work? Because half, half of the people ain't even at work. Man, like, well, I mean, you know, people do that with their families as well. I think that's kind of tight, like doing a white elephant gift. That's cool. For my, the fam. my family didn't do that. Yeah, wish we did. Actually, I think that'd be pretty cool because then it eliminates, and then you just put a limit on it. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a hundred dollar maximum. Now you know you're gonna get a good gift, like every, and you only get one. At that rate, at this rate, I think you just gonna have to ship your white elephant gift to whoever it is you giving it to. It's crazy. Versus giving it to him in person. It's crazy. Oh man, that a yeah, way to bring that one up. I, I ain't. I wouldn't even try to think about Thanksgiving yet. It's oh, wild. I'm telling you, it's gonna. It's a, it's a weird year. It's a horrible year, man. But hey, that aspect, I will say Netflix has gotten better. You know what I'm saying? They 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 pumped in some things. You know, all the little streaming systems have pumped in some new shows and movies. You know, to mm-hmm. to help us, you know, get our way through this uh, through this pandemic and not going out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's a win. You know, NFL uh, even gave complimentary access to uh, to Game Pass yeah. for like two months. You know what I'm saying? It was they were giving out complimentary subscriptions for that, so that was cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know y'all been you been you been watching uh, Last Chance You. I haven't I haven't started it yet. Oh, you got to tap in. They got they got Laney Laney College on there. I hope I'm saying it right. JUCO out in uh in Oakland, and just so every every time I've watched Last Chance You, yeah. it's always dope to see where these players go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. After they you know gone on and uh, left the, their junior college or whatever, and so. One of which uh, it came out in news recently. Um, John Franklin the third that was on was that the first season? I think the first season of uh, Last Chance You mm-hmm. when they were at uh, East Mississippi. Um, you know he was a bounce back from Florida State quarterback, dual threat quarterback. Um, he spent some time at Auburn, spent some time at uh, Florida Atlantic. Um, and now he, I mean, he's in the league. He's been in the league for a couple years now, but he's with the Buccaneers. And, you know, as we know, in the news, the Buccaneers have been crazy. They got Tom Brady. They got Grant got a retirement. They got LaShawn McCoy with the already, you know, Mike Evans and um, Chris, Godwin. Chris Godwin that they already had. So and O.J. Howard. They booming. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Jonathan Franklin, with all his athleticism that he's had, if you guys have, have seen him, you know, in action – uh, Bruce Arians spoke highly of him, you know, talked about his talent, his athleticism, and how, you know, he might mess around and be the third-string quarterback, you know what I'm saying, because he can do so much. You know, he's listed as a wide receiver. He's played some DB, you know what I'm saying. Like, he he's just explosive with the ball in his hand. So, it's dope to see somebody that, you know, you kind of had an opportunity to see their story through Last Chance U, mm-hmm. um, and you see them having, you know, the opportunity to prevail, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I, no, the show the show in itself is great and with it, you know, and it just highlights, you know, the the the, the underbelly of, you know, sports, you know. The, yeah. Where the grit, the, the gutter, grit, like the right, the gutter of sports, man, you know, Juco life, you know. You really getting it out the mud. It ain't for the it ain't for the week. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you have that much resilience to, you know, continue to fight for your dream and if that's something that, you know, you know, God put on your plate to do. And you happen to, you know, get out of that and be successful at it, you right. know, hey, more blessings to you. For real. And, you know, and then there's the other ones there that just want to, you know, continue to play the game that they love until really their time is up. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, no, you know, the guys that do play Juco football, I've met, I've met my fair share. Hey, they want it. They different. It's a yeah, it's a they completely different. different mindset. That's a different mindset than you know a D one guy who's gone to a top tier school. Yeah, it's different. Completely it's different. different. Different type of mentality. Yeah, you have to give respect to those guys. And luckily, you know, a program like Last Chance U puts a puts a 
spotlight on that. Yeah. And it also, again, you know, tackles real issues that a lot of these guys face mm-hmm. outside of athletics. 100%. Because it's JUCO. It's not, you know, Alabama scholarship. Right. Person who happens to have a kid within the first, within his four years while in, while in college. Mm-hmm. You got guys who had kids in high school going into this, chasing the dream. Man. Still trying to work, provide for themselves, offspring if they have any, family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and he still actually got to go to class. Right. They actually, they had a, uh, they had an athlete featured on, um, you know, this season, the current season, uh, Alaney, and um, he was a dad of two. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He would take his girls to class, mm-hmm. take them to practice, you know what I'm saying? And, Shoot, he persevered. You know, of course, usually I, I tend to look these guys up as I'm watching the series. Yeah. So, uh turns out this particular kid, he ended up uh, getting a full ride to Murray State. Oh, shout out to so, him. So, you know, that's a win. And then they also hi- they highlight this other kid, too, that did, really didn't get no offers. Who, you know, he'd be sleeping in his car. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, you know, he he was working. You know, I think he was doing work study, and he, he worked at Wingstop. And these are like, you know, you really kind of – Feel for these kids, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because, like, football is your everything, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you doing your best to grind this out, you yep. feel me? And, like, you're not complaining. you just waiting for your moment, yep. you know? Yeah. So, that, that's I love how it, it encompasses that and it, it shows the realities of it. And it's humbling, too. I mean, yeah. You know, not to do any type of comparisons, but you sit somewhere, you go, man, that, that could have been me. Yeah. Just as easily as they could have been me, right. you know? And that's just, you know, and that's just the reality of, you know, all these situations. And when you bring in the, the life factors into the athletic piece of it, which, honest to goodness, is the smallest part of it. Yeah. It's everything else that encompasses. Uh, because, you know, everybody's human. Everybody's got a story. Yeah. And I'm glad last year you um, provides a platform for these stories to be told. A lot of stories that, you know, that need to be told and exactly. that need to be shared. For that one person, that one guy, that one woman who feels like they're alone in whatever trial, you know, struggle that they're in. Right, right. Because you're not. You're not at all. So, shout out to Last Chance You on Netflix. Big booming. Big booming. And outside of that, man, I mean, sports has been sports. Baseball is still going on. Man. And it's still looking miserable. <laughs> hey, hey, real quick. I know he just said baseball, but shout hey. Shout out to the Dodgers. Shout out to Carmelo, man. Melo, man. Melo been eating in the bubble. Yes. Jamal Crawford finally got a contract. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Long time coming. Henny, Henny Jr. is a Laker. You uh, know, like, yeah. it's some cool things that have been going on, you know, with the with the return of basketball. Like it, You it, mentioned you know, Melo. Hold on. Yeah. Because I made a tweet about him. What'd you say? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> let's Wait, see what he's talking about. See. I'm not here for no Melo slander. No, no, no. Okay. Here's what I said. What'd you say? I said, this was two days ago. Uh-huh. Follow me, by the way, on Twitter at Sports Talk Mark 7. Okay. Sports Talk Mark 7. Follow yeah. up Twitter. Yeah. I've said, I've been seeing a lot of fake blank mellow bandwagon fans on here. Stop it. I'm loving what he's doing with the Blazers. But I also didn't think this was coming either. I can admit it. Some of y'all should too. Hashtag good morning. <laughs> hey. Melo has been silencing people. He has. And, again, I can admit that. Did I see all of this coming? No. I sure didn't. My boy I've admitted hitting, it. He's hitting buzzer beaters, bro. He's playing defense. Right. He's getting boards. And he's slim. Yeah, like Slim Melo. We, slim man, we had so many Mellows. <laughs> we, we currently got Slim Melo. We had Hoodie Melo. Yep. We had uh, Be Me Melo. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. one that, you know, he was yeah. basking in his ambiance. You feel yeah. me? Like... So, I, I like this mellow. We had Braids mellow. Braids mellow. You know what I'm saying? Young boy. Fresh hair mellow. Fresh, hair, fresh haircut mellow. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm here for all of it, man. Yeah. Like, and, I, and, and I'm glad to see that he's, like, doing his thing and showing everybody, hey, he shouldn't have been blackballed out the league. Because I, 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 I do league. think he was blackballed out the league. I, I think so, too. I, I think I think he, he didn't necessarily help his cause early on with some of the things he was saying or, or just really with some of the what the media was saying he was saying because I'm not going to say he said it I, you know 
I, I even again I went on Twitter. I said, hey, can we potentially you know blame Mike D'Antoni for um, possibly slandering him? His name. Yeah, behind closed doors. Yeah, and because it, it's not you know proven that that happened. Correct. I think it happened. Yeah. Allegedly to me, it happened. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because of how things happen in New York. Right. And then you get him back on Houston. You barely played a guy. He came off the bench for you. He was being a great role player. Right. He didn't even make it a month. Like, I come mean, on. It's, it's, it, it was, and that was just a sticky situation because it was like, first of all, it's just a certain respect you got to have for, you know, mm-hmm. for for a guy his caliber. You feel me? Like, yeah. Dame said it right. He is a Hall of Famer. Melo is a Hall of Famer. So it's like, I mean, I just feel yes, like going. Dan Tony should have should have handled that differently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Granted, everything happens for a reason. Like, I love that Melo's with the Blazers now, and I love how welcoming they have been to him. Not mm-hmm. not just the, the the teammates, but the organization, you know what I'm saying, as well. Yeah. It's been dope to see that transpire. But um, I just think, like, you know, he, he he's earned a certain respect. Oh, yeah, for sure. Throughout the league. And there's a lot of teams that could have used him, too. A lot. A lot. The Lakers are also one of them. A lot. From a space, from a pure spacing issue, Lakers could have used them. That would have been a really good road. That would have been a good start lineup with AD at the five, which I still think he needs to play, not the four. Yeah. Melo at AD at the five, Melo at the four, Brown at the three. I'll switch Brown and Melo. Both of them, all three of those guys can go inside when they want to. Yeah, for sure. So whether they, whether who, somebody's the four or the three, at that point, don't matter. Yeah. I only, I would. I see what you're saying by putting Brian at the four from a defensive perspective. Yeah. From a de- from a defensive matchup perspective. Right. You put Melo. Uh, you may put him on the wing, but at the same time, do I trust him to guard the wing all the time? No. Mm-hmm. He can bang with people down low. Yeah. But. And that would have been, that'd, either way, it would have been cool. Yeah, for sure. Melo could have gone. Melo could have gone to a lot was, of teams. I was here for it. You know what I'm saying. I I'm glad he that. didn't go to Detroit. His career would have died there. <laughs> he did decline that offer. He would have declined it. Yeah. He wouldn't have even entertained yeah. it. Yeah. Like, Just because. I mean, period. He needs to be. He needed to be on a playoff team. Yeah. Where also a playoff team at this stage of his career, he doesn't have to carry the load either. Mm-mm. He's a compliment. A great one. He's a compliment. And I think he's starting to, and I think since his acceptance of that too. He's buying into himself. Yeah. Yeah. In his role. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. His new role. Yeah. So. I'm here for it. Congrats, Melo. I'm here for it. See how this goes in the playoffs. See I'm rooting for the Blazers, man. They're not going to beat the Lakers, but. <laughs> I'm rooting for them. You rooting for the Lakers? I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for the Blazers. Oh, the Blazers? Yeah. They're not going to win nothing. Yeah. Next week, next week we'll do our playoff pre, um, predictions. Let's, let's do that one next week. So that, Le- so that way the bubble regular season. The Lakers in. gonna win the West, bro. You know what? I, I the Lakers are they gonna need win to. the West. They need to do it for Kobe. RIP. Right. Still weird saying that, man. But um, nobody's gonna beat them in the West. The, I will let, hold on now. The Don't Rockets, say nobody. The Rockets. The Rockets scare me. And the Clippers scared me. Nobody else, though. Don't sleep on Denver. I've been slept on them. Why? All they have is uh, the Joker. No, man. All they got the Joker. MPJ? He's been bowling, he too. He co- he's, a, he's, a, he's a role player, bro. He's a role player. He's a role player. M- MPJ. If for those that don't know, MPJ stands for Michael Porter Jr. He, he, X Factor. He, he will be. X Factor. He will be. X Factor. But as of now, they will have to play the Thunder. But you got, you got, they guard play, ain't it? All they got, yeah, you got, you got MPJ and you got a Joker. Jamal Murray too. They guard play, ain't it? He a baller though, but they guard play is not consistent. It's not consistent. All right. Is it consistent? No. The Lakers guard play isn't consistent. But you got LeBron to make up for that. And AD. You know, guard play could be (laughs) subpar. (laughs) Guard play could be subpar. (laughs) You know, they they have that leeway. 
we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll do playoff predictions next week. Just because this regular season be wrapped up. I'm actually ready for it to be done. I'm 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 ready to see them like be serious for a full 48 minutes. We'll see how things you know. And the Eastern Conference is whack. Also, Bucks are gonna win it. Yeah, Philly's out of there. Ben Simmons got hurt. Ben Simmons is out. He's done. I think. I think it's a dislocated kneecap. What? That that might not hurt them that much. That might not hurt them that much. He was still a scoring presence for them. I'm not saying he wasn't, but I'm saying it's gonna allow for more fluidity. Probably. And Joel and B gonna have to step up. Yeah, we'll Tobias see. Harris gonna go off. I already see it happening now. We'll see how that. He we'll see go how off. that works. And also, you cannot discount the reigning champ Toronto Raptors. You can't discount them. Yeah, you right. I mean, and you can't. Dis- hey, and you can't discount the, the Miami Heat. They now the Raptors have been amazing mm-hmm. without Kawhi. Like it's they've the been same amazing. Team. It's the same team. Like, and you didn't. I didn't expect them to do as well. A lot of us didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect them to do as well. A lot but, of us, but they booming, they booming. Yeah. Miami looks good. I like how they looking. The Pacers, TJ Warren, oh, him See, and, he him one of them guys that would have had this game in November, bro, and him, then wouldn't have done it again. Him and him and Devin Booker are competing for the bubble MVP. They competing for the bubble MVP. TJ Warren is averaging thirty nine points. That's he's bro, he had he, that one. He's averaging thirty nine points, bro. In yeah, the bubble. He's I, averaging 39. Yeah, I know. TJ Warren. This is a game he would have had in early November. But he had it now. He did. TJ Warren. He'd have had this game in November and then wouldn't have done a damn thing since. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. He did it now, though. <laughs> it's the bubble. Bubble MVP. Ah. TJ Warren. I'd rather be booked. Come on now. I'd rather be booked than him. Oh, all right. Jesus. Okay. On that note, this is going to be a short one today, but any parting words for the good folks? Hey, y'all stay safe out here. Yes. Take care of yourself. Yep. Wear your mask when you're out in public. Yep. Quarantine yourself if you're sick. Yep. Um, Love on your loved ones. Yep. And, man, enjoy your days. For sure. Enjoy your days. Uh, also, as when when this one gets released to the other platforms, whenever uh, something that's going to be new uh, in the show notes, links ar- links to articles will be provided based on the topics we discussed. So, uh, for those that want to learn more about what we're talking about, and instead of having to necessarily go find it, uh, you know, do you guys decide and put at least a starter link there for? the different topics we discussed, especially the big ones. Um, so there will be a link provided for the Texas Tech women's basketball team, um, as well as the Big Ten Pac-12 players starting their coalitions and uh, making enlisted demands to their conferences. And I think that's something people should read up on. Also, again, if you care about finding out what's going on besides the scores, this is a great way to get started. And so um, a new feature that, you know, I think is pretty cool since we uh, are now back. So uh, all the feedback. We love it. We appreciate it. You know, continue to throw it our way. Hey, and real quick, I really want to mention this because this is big time for uh, for minority coaches. Uh, Mike Lasley, head coach at Maryland, uh, announced the creation of the National Coalition of Minor- Minority Football Coaches. Um, so basically, it's uh, I you know for those that that are tapped in and coaching, you know what I'm saying, and, and have been. Uh, you know, recognizing the different um, Zoom opportunities that, mm-hmm. that these coaches, you know, these black coaches, you know, shout out to Coach Carter at San Jose State mm-hmm. um, and, and how he's been getting coaches together via Zoom and just collaborating, like, mm-hmm. you know, and that, talking about life, talking about ball, talking about coaching, and then, and then sharing experiences. I think this co- coalition that Coach Loxley started, uh, you know, is in alignment with that as well, mm-hmm. and it's really is it's big time. You know what I'm saying? Because it, for for just to speak from the black perspective, when it comes to coaching, mm-hmm. it's hard to find a true mentor in this that's going, you know, really really help help you level up. Because as we know in the black community, we tend to one up one another 
and just leave the others behind. Like, yeah. I got me, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I look out for the next. So it's really dope to see, you know, uh, these black men in these in these positions, you know, that, that coaches like, young coaches like myself would love to, to, to hold someday, create opportunities for us to network, you know, just naturally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not have to be afraid, not have to be uh, timid or shy about creating that interaction, you mm-hmm. know? So uh, I just wanted to share that, you know, y'all be aware of the, of the good things, the positive that is coming from Corona. You know, it's a lot of negative that we're seeing, but it's a lot of positive things that are coming from it as well. For sure. For sure. Yep. So we will make sure to put that uh, article link um, in the show notes, too. Uh, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Actually, damn. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Black is beautiful. All the time. We love, we love everybody else, too. We do. Black people are some of the coolest people on the planet, man. You just give us a chance. Come on now. If you just give us a chance and look beyond the color of our skin, we some of the coolest. We some of the coolest mother lovers on the planet. Hey, and y'all self care, man. Take self-care. care of your mind. Mental health is important. Take it's care real. of your bodies. Take Black care of your emotions. People, there's nothing wrong with therapy. There's nothing wrong with having conversations. There's nothing wrong with being in tune with yourself. And take care of your spirits too. For real, strengthen your spirit. Yes. Don't just be in the gym. Yep. Take care of your mind. Take care of your body. Take care of your emotions. Take care of your spirit. And on that note, peace, love, happiness. You know what? We out of here. Yeah.